0: Hello and welcome to the Legacy Academy. I'm your host, Justin Grice, the COO and co founder of Real Pro Coaching. And with me is my wife, attorney Natalia Ouellette Grice, owner of LCO Law and co founder of Real Pro Coaching. Today's episode, we're going to center around networking and more specifically, expanding your professional
1: network. Yeah, and today's topic is important because who you know and who knows you determines the success of your business. That's why we're going to talk about relationships with people in parallel industries or even with those who provide similar services, but for a different type of client.
0: Yeah. So, Natalia, what are some of the benefits to networking with other professionals that won't necessarily use your product or service themselves?
1: Well, part of being a successful business owner is that you start to create a a sphere of influence around you, right? Where... Your clients know that if you have a question, even if it's something not directly related or something that you can directly provide for them, having um, having a place where you become the resource for them, where you can connect them to people that you trust is going to help build an even stronger and more resilient business for yourself, right? Um, sometimes we call this like the, the hundred people in in our list, a hundred service providers or, or product providers that are most key and ideal for our client base, right? You know, you know if you're a roofer, right? What other kinds of services your clients are going to need. Um, if you're a painter, right? Perhaps a cabinet person would be a great person to have in your sphere of influence. So this is the reason why it's important to have other professionals in parallel industries in your, and this is going to sound archaic of me, but in your Rolodex of resources.
0: Yeah, it's, it's important that even if you're not able to provide a service for somebody who's calling into you, that you have somebody that you know and trust to provide for them as a referral.
1: Right, exactly, it's a a way to to build trust with your client and customer base if you can become a resource for them and also a resource that has connections to trustworthy uh, professionals for those service industries.
0: Yeah, you're still providing value to their lives and to their business, essentially, Correct. if you can give them you know, that, that professional referral. Mm-hmm. What are some tips that you can offer to people who are just starting to expand their professional network?
1: So uh, tips that I would say is start thinking, and again, approach it from you know your ideal client. What are some of the other problems that your ideal client is facing on a day-to-day basis? and go from there writing down the things that they face, the questions that they ask themselves, the the problems that they see on a a, day-to-day or maybe something that happens to them weekly, monthly. This is how you understand the the list of people that are professionals in other areas that are going to be the ideal resources for your client. So that's how I would say, if you're just starting to expand your professional network, start there. Start with who can my ideal client be helped by? And then literally go out and search for them. It's uh, Google is uh, Yahoo, right? Any of them. Touch of a button. You can find out who is near you that provides these services. And then start scheduling them.
0: All right. That's awesome. So what would you say is the best way to expand that professional network? To find those people that would benefit your clients or your potential clients the most?
1: So the best way, especially if you have clients already, is to give them a call and ask, you know, what are some of the things that you've been facing, some of the problems that you need uh, fixing, right? And and let them tell you. Let your ideal client tell you exactly who it is that they're looking for. So that's that's the best way. If you are just starting out and you don't yet have a client base, then I strongly recommend that you start attending networking events, um, especially the ones where you are having to get out of your comfort zone and attend on a regular basis, because you are going to be stretching your muscles in in learning how to speak with other professionals about your services and your products, and also learning how there's the connections between the parallel industries. So I'd say say that those are the best ways. One, if you have clients, the other one, if you don't have any clients yet.
0: Right. And, And another thing is don't give up. You know, because your your first few meetings might seem a little awkward. (laughs) You may not know exactly what to say, um, but never give up because it's going to seem different. And you're just learning this new skill set. Don't give up on networking if you have a couple bad experiences, because in the end, we're all just trying to help people. As a business owner, that's where we stand. We are providing solutions to problems. And so when you're doing your networking, when you're just starting out, it may feel a little awkward because you're not used to it, but don't give up.
1: Yeah, you have to push through it.
0: Uh, Natalia, do you typically do one-on-one conversations with these parallel services?
1: Yeah. So when you know when I'm uh, at a networking event, or if I've had a conversation with a client and I've come to the realization, oh my god, they you know this is somebody that that I know could help them, or this is the kind of professional service provider that I know could help them. I. Um, we reach out. We, we have a practice where I assign it to one of my team members. They connect me. They put them on the calendar with me. I generally have two days a week that are designated to have conversations with professionals in parallel industries or even very similar industries um, so that I grow my like field, my resource of professional service providers or product providers so that when I have that next call from a client... I know I'm matching them up in a way that's actually going to be the most successful for both both individuals.
0: All right, so you finally got somebody on your calendar who's mm-hmm. in a related field, and this is your first time doing a meeting with another professional that's like one-on-one. What are some ice-breaking topics that you can use to kind of soften up and get the jitters out?
1: So uh, I would say the two big icebreakers that you can, I mean, you can have this with, with any other human being on the planet, uh, ask them about their family and ask them about their hobbies, right? People love talking about themselves. It, it makes them feel comfortable. And if you're, you're going to ask those questions about, you know, tell me about your, are you married? Uh, do you have kids? If they have kids, you know, what are your kids into nowadays? Uh, people will very happily tell you everything and anything about their family. Same thing with hobbies, right? And one of the reasons why hobbies is a great question to ask is because your clients have certain specific hobbies and things that they enjoy. And so if you connect two people that are both into, let's say, Golfing or um, rollerblading or you know recreational soccer, any of those things. Now they've got a conversational topic to expand upon. So there's that that concept of trusting and liking the individual that you're going to be able to connect them with. So those two family hobbies, definitely the ones to ask.
0: Yeah, that's great because you kind of you're establishing rapport on behalf of people who are. Um, maybe coming to us for a service and maybe we don't do it, but we know somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Jim happens to be a golfer too. Right. You know, so you instantly have that rapport and you make the whole process a little smoother, a little easier for, for, you know, that connection. Correct. Um, so when you're getting into these conversations, you don't want to go in unprepared. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Cause if, if you do a little homework ahead of time, it's going to make things less awkward um, and you'll go in and they'll, they'll know if you've prepared because you'll be asking the right types of questions and things like that. Natalia, how do you prepare for these types of meetings on your own?
1: So it, when I'm meeting with another professional, um, I mean, the internet is a wonderful resource for all of us, right? So it's the, it's the free library we always wanted. Um, so going and looking them up on LinkedIn, perhaps on Facebook, you might have like a somebody that's a close connection, um, and learn learn about them, right? Learn about their their history, uh, working in the business. Um, the people are most people are really good about putting information into their LinkedIn profile that let you know, you know, what they value who they like to work with, why they got into that industry, how long they've been in that industry. So knowing this ahead of time is going to make for better questions about finding out who that individual is and and who can help them and who they like to help and work with. Um, So that's how I would say you you prepare for these types of meetings, but also prepare for these types of meetings by putting in bullet points who it is that you help, how you help them, and also why you are just why you are 100 percent devoted to being this type of a business owner right why you you've said to yourself this is why i'm out there helping so prepare yourself with getting to know them and prepare yourself by putting it clearly like why do you do what you do as well
0: yeah so we've we've had these talks about your ideal client and things like that. If you've listened to some of the previous episodes, use that knowledge, you know? Um, You know who your ideal client is. You can ask them about their ideal client too, right? Mm -hmm. So you know exactly who they want to serve, which is important because you don't want to send them somebody that they're not going to be able to help because that that kind of breaks that trust of, hey, you can connect me with somebody, but you connect me with the wrong person. Yeah. Um, (laughs) How often do you recommend that a business owner meet with other professionals in this, in this way?
1: Well, I would say as often as you want to see your business grow. Uh, So this is definitely something that you should do no less than weekly. Um, You should designate a, a couple of days, one at the very least every week in which you're meeting other professionals and truly getting to know them as human beings um, so that you can then make those connections for your clients, your customers, or just, you know, for, for people that you meet regularly. Um, it's it's really key that the more you do this, right, the more you're going to see referrals for your own business, the more that you're going to be able to help other businesses grow, and they're going to remember that. They're going to remember who stepped up and connected people who needed their, their services or products uh, with that individual.
0: Right. Right. Um it seems important to not just talk about business. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're talking about, talk about their hobbies, talk about their family. How important is it to, to get on that personal level with them?
1: Well, uh, as we've mentioned a few other prior episodes, right? Building rapport is essential because even, again, you're not having a conversation with somebody that you're, you're selling your actual services to. You're having a conversation with another professional. But it's the same thing right you want them to know you and like you and trust you and so in order to get those three things down you need to be willing to and care about who they are as a person right not their business but their family their hobbies what their values are what their goals are you know how they arrived at their profession um where do they see themselves personally in one, three, five years down the road? And then the same thing professionally, right? Like they want to know that you're out there to get to know the holistic individual and not just out there to solicit referrals.
0: Sure. That, that's important because I, I know that me personally, if somebody comes off as a salesy kind of person, mm-hmm. I don't really want to have anything to do with
1: that.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, we're, we're bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a good break from that when you're just having a conversation. Um, I I know that you and I have had conversations with people where the business aspect of it was five minutes and the rest of it, you know, the the 55 other minutes of that hour meeting was just talking to them. Mm -hmm. We just had a conversation on Friday where we had some work to get done, but most of it was just connecting with these two individuals, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's important that you keep the salesiness to a minimum. Just be authentic and natural. Um, and and to expand on that even further, how do or what are some behaviors that people do to kind of sabotage these professional conversations?
1: Well, I would say uh, the biggest biggest blunder that I've seen is people starting out these kind of one to one conversations where you're getting to know another professional and they literally start a sales conversation. They, you know, they pull out a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> <laughs> to tell you all about their business and their industry and they're asking you questions to collect like typical data about you that that they would gather from any other client of theirs. And so That's the worst thing you could do right off the bat, right? Trying to sell these other professionals on what you do is not the right approach. Um, I'd say other other ways in which you might be sabotaging yourself in these conversations is not being prepared, right? Again, not knowing anything about them in advance, not even bothering to look up on the massive uh, social media spheres that we have out there that can tell us anything and everything that we can learn, at least on the surface, to, to start building rapport with an individual, um time management is another big one right when you're having these professional conversations be aware that you are taking somebody's time during their business hours as well so you should really you know when you start these meetings let them know hey i've got about half an hour set out to to get to know you is this still still work for you is it you know asking those questions really important and then you know just keep keep good track of of time Uh, for closing it up too, because again, you've got to be mindful and respect the other person's time. Um, Another big blunder that people make is they're not asking who that other individual is looking to help right now, right? You are there to help them grow their business. That's how I see having these one-on-one conversations. So ask them, who are they helping right now? Like, who are they focused on? Maybe they've got, um, you know, their... They've got a quota that they've got to meet or they've got a new product that they're out there and and promoting. And so this is helping a specific group of people. But you won't know that if you don't ask and they might be a little bit too shy to bring it up, right? Because they don't want to come off as salesy. So do them the favor, ask them who they're looking to help right now. Another way in which you can sabotage yourself is that you don't ask them what their preferred way to be contacted is. That's important. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, right, some people love the phone. Some people hate the phone. Some people are really great about text. Some people are like, don't ever text me. (laughs) Some love email. Um, Other ones have like a Calendly link. Other ones have direct links on the website. So it's really important to ask, you know, what is your preferred way to be contacted? If I have somebody that needs your services, you know, that's matching this profile of who you're describing so that they can be directed to you and it's a smooth transition. Uh, And then finally, another big blunder that people make is, you know, you forget to say anything about your own business. You've got, this is still a professional conversation, right? So please make sure that you're sharing about your business toward the end of the conversation. um, It's almost always the case where, you know, they get to speak about themselves and then they'll say, but I want to learn about you. And that's the appropriate moment to, to say a little bit about you personally and also, again, focus on who you help, uh, share why you help them, right? Why are you in business? That's the important part. So those are some of the common mistakes and ways to make sure that you're not sabotaging yourself with, the, with those professional conversations.
0: Excellent. I think that's really, really great and important information, especially for people who are just starting out, mm-hmm. um, because we've made those mistakes.
1: Yes. <laughs> and
0: uh, if, if we can help you prevent those mistakes before they happen, we, we've done our job. Uh, so, Natalia, to close it out, the, the final thought here, what are top, the, the top three things a business, a business owner can do today to network with other professionals more effectively?
1: So I would say, number one, um, get out of your comfort zone. Be the one reaching out and scheduling these meetings with other people. Right. Uh, people appreciate individuals with initiative. So reach out, right? That's number one. Go out and look for them um, so that you know, This is somebody that can help my ideal client. This is uh, somebody that I should be getting to know, but I'm going to take the initiative to go do it. That's number one. Uh, Number two, like I said, bullet point what it is that your, your services are made for, right? Who your ideal client is, why you decided to help this individual, and maybe a little bit about how you help them. You don't have to say how the sausage is made, but you do have to say like what, what distinguishes you, right? What's the unique value proposition that you bring to the table as opposed to working with other professionals that might be able to assist with that same or similar problem? Um, and then finally, right, finally, get like go out there and start practicing with other individuals and asking about their family and their hobbies. You've got to get comfortable asking people about personal questions in a way that doesn't seem intrusive.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Um, and so you know, even if it's the the uh, the grocer, right? The person that's bagging your items, ask them about their day. Ask them about you know what what plans do they have for the weekend? Um, if you see them fairly regularly, remember what they tell you. Ask follow up questions, right? It's a Great place to practice, in my opinion, is the grocery store. Um, Here in Florida, we've got Publix, and I I think that they train them to do this as Mm -hmm. well. But (laughs) take advantage of the fact there's really personal individuals at your local grocery store and and practice with them.
0: Yeah, um, I think the uh, one biggest takeaway on that for me is start getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because it may not go away, that feeling of anxiety or whatever, before you talk to somebody new. But once you can master that and be okay with being uncomfortable, these conversations will kind of go off without a hitch.
1: Yes, and, and you will find that at one point it stops being uncomfortable. Excellent. It's just second nature.
0: So that was our final thought for today. And if you stay till the end, we have something special for you. It's going to be our Connect 100 form. And this is going to be a blank form with multiple different services that you can start filling out with people you know, like, and trust, so you'll be able to have those fresh referral sources for potential clients and even maybe clients that already have used your services, but they're looking for something that you don't have. So if you want to access that, you can find it at www.lcolawfl.com for slash connect100.